Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this Tuesday morning, the 6th of February, wherever you got us on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Thanks for your company and, of course, on the SEN app. A bit of a wet start to the morning. Showers around Sydney today becoming windy as well with a top of 27. Questions, questions, questions this morning over the next three hours. We've got plenty and I want plenty of yours to come my way as well on 0457 736 736. That's the text line, of course, or you can have your say on the open line if that's easier, 1300 011170. Dan Walsh from the Sydney Morning Herald has posed a few questions this morning. I'll catch up with Dan in about half an hour's time. But he's done an article on the main question your club needs answered in the trials coming up. Or if you're the Panthers, well, the World Club Challenge. So for Penrith, Dan's question, how do they manage this year's marquee exits? Management always seems to be a key topic for the wildly successful Penrith Panthers. For the Rabbitohs, where are their heads at? For the Dragons, what to do with Zach Lomax? For the Roosters, what does Robbo do with his backline riches? And for the Tigers, for example, Dan's question is, who starts in the halves? So let's start there with the question that you have for your club this year. Not just the trials, but right throughout the year. Tommy said to me just before we started this morning, what about you, Matty, for Manly? And the obvious question for Manly is, does Tom Turbo stay fit? Now, we don't know the answer to that. And, of course, you want to see every player go through the season. My question would be, what if he doesn't? What's the plan? Except for, uh-oh, our season's in trouble. So that would be my big question. What if there is an injury hiccup with the star player at your club? Let me know your question this morning for your club this year. And we'll expand on that with Dan Walsh from the Sydney Morning Herald soon. From ESPN, Phil Murphy's going to join us. So we're counting down now to Super Bowl 58, folks. Chiefs v 49ers. I've been scanning all the social media, everything that's starting to gain warp speed over there. Both teams arriving in Las Vegas. So Monday night, it'll be 5 p.m. What is it? Just gone 5 p.m. Vegas time right now. The interview sessions at Allegiant Stadium start to take place. So we will check out what's been happening, who's saying what, with Phil Murphy from ESPN. And SEN's very own Daniel Garb will have the reaction to Mark Rudin's show cause notice for ripping into A-League officials post-match. It was an absolute beauty, but now, of course, it may land him in trouble. Plus, I'll get to this soon, the vision for the A-Leagues that has been outlined in the newspapers this morning. Football fans, I need your knowledge. I need your opinion and I need your thoughts here. Now, we cover lots of football, lots of soccer here on this program and we have a, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to those who have played the game, commentate the game, experts in the game. But I've got some questions here around the vision for the A-Leagues that I want your input on. I don't live in football world, so I want you to dive into that. And Adam White will join us as he prepares with the SEN team to take us through the third ODI this afternoon and this evening at Canberra, where the weather's a little bit sketchy. A few thunderstorms around. Hopefully they get a good game and a good crowd there. Ben McDermott has been called into the squad to replace the injured Matt Short. Uh, the best caller today will win a Signet Boost Power Bank on 1300 01 1170. So fire in with any question that you've got. Joey Manu is open to leaving the Roosters, but to nowhere else but Rugby Union. So he's spoken about 
the challenges ahead, of course, with James Tedesco contracted for this year and next. Does Joey Manus wait uh, one more year to play fullback or does he go off to rugby union? Well, he's told Channel 9 and he's spoken to Dan Walsh that he won't be playing for another NRL fr franchise and could switch to the 15-minute code. I've been here for, for a long time now and Roosters is pretty much home for me. If I'm playing rugby league, I'm here and, and the Roosters, I'm not too sure what I'll end up doing, but yeah, rugby is just a challenge. It's just something different, something new. If I go play rugby, then I'm focused on rugby, not really going coming back sort of thing. Yeah, I think obviously the All Blacks will be pretty cool. <laughs> They'll be like, obviously that's a Kiwi's dream. It's just an option to try challenging myself. I think for any player, that's where they grow as a player, as a person. 15-man code. I think I said 15-minute code, but you get the drift there. So Joey Manu speaking openly about where he would go if it wasn't going to be sticking around at the Sydney Roosters and it won't be another club. The Broncos are chipping away at possibly, you got to think, putting together a, a dynasty down the line here, if not earlier. Ezra Mam has agreed essentially to a $3 million-plus extension on his contract. So it's a big big signing and it keeps the Dolphins in particular at bay and it's also part of a two-pronged plan to upgrade Reese Walsh. Mad to let him go, they won't want to go anywhere else but the money will be astronomical. So they're in the final stages, the Bronx of rubber stamping a four or five year deal that sees Ezra Mam stay there until at least the end of 2028. What do you think about that? Shane Flanagan has essentially said to Dragons fans, 2024, let's just cool our jets. Let's hold fire here. Our focus is 2025, says Flano. We've made some changes this year and we're still looking for some players, but our real focus will be for 2025 and 2026. It's a pragmatic approach to exactly where they're at. And we often criticise players and officials and coaches for, for playing the game here and trying to massage the message. Well, this is straightforward. It also takes a lot of expectation and pressure off the club itself, the players, and the new coach there. Andrew Webster has said this morning, now that's different, as in our Webby, a coach admitting before the season starts not to expect too much. May as well book that trip to the Maldives. In September, Dragons fans, he says, not much doing at home. But Flanagan's candour is to be admired. This is the first year, says Webby, of the club's most important rebuild. It doesn't have too many left to get it right before fans start walking away. So what do you think, Dragons fans? Do you agree with Shane Flanagan's assessment first up, the fact that he said it out loud to you and that Webby likes it? Are you happy with 2024 being a hold it, folks? It's not a write-off year. It's a hold it, folks. Let's just not get ahead of ourselves. Pragmatic or playing the message? As I mentioned, cricket getting underway this afternoon at Canberra. India ended up winning that second test against England. Our update here for Edgewater Homes, build with confidence. So England started day four, needing 332 more runs to win. One for 67 they were at. And the question was, two days left, do they do basball, go hard, try and get the runs, live up to their philosophy? It was always going to be hard. They were bowled out for 292. So... India have the win by 106 runs and the series is now tied at one all. Jasper Bumrah was named man of the match with match figures of nine for 91. And there are some big names coming back in for India for the third test. Rahul, Jadeja 
and one Virat Kohli coming back in. Thanks to Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month. You can get off your home loan for two years and T's and C's apply. Now, this article this morning on the A-Leagues by Emma Kemp in the Sydney Morning Herald and having a good chat to Nick Garcia and Independent Chair Stephen Conroy, who's a former federal minister. I just want to break this apart if you haven't seen it. A-League's bosses have broken their silence on last month's mass staff redundancies, taking responsibility for the lack of public communication and pledging to get back to basics by serving core A-League fans while slowly building a financially sustainable organisation. Three weeks, reports Emma, after the APL made almost half of its 80-odd workforce redundant, new Commissioner Nick Garcia, Independent Chair Stephen Conroy have outlined their latest vision for the future. The overarching point here, said Nick Garcia, is we're a football business, not a media business. That instantly got my attention. Now, no, they're not a media business, absolutely not. Yes, they are a football business, but they're in the entertainment business, surely. And that's got to be one of the key starting points, I would think, for Nick Garcia and those in charge of the A-Leagues at this time. You have to admit that you're in the entertainment business. There's no doubt about it. The first thing about the A-League strategy, said Nick Garcia, is it leads with a football strategy, and that is about being really clear about the sort of league you are. I wonder if the question is, how many cracks at it do they need? How many resets can the A-League have? Another quote, in the men's, we're a development league, first and foremost, which is true. In the women's league, we're potentially a destination league in Asia, but much more focused on retaining the great national team players rather than attracting international players. But over everything, we're about developing stars of the future. So this is where I'm getting a little bit mixed up here, folks, on the mis mixed messaging. Are they being clear here? They want to be really clear about the sort of league that they are. But in the next sentence, we're a development league. We're potentially a destination league for the women's but we're focused on keeping our players rather than attracting international players. The messaging is really mixed. The Keep Up platform has been shelved. They've gone digital trying to, selling the lo uh, trying to sell more of the local leagues, information and engagement through aleagues.com.au. Heavy criticism around that, but you have to get that right. And then Stephen Conroy, the former federal minister, referenced the NBL as an example of finding its niche in a crowded sporting landscape. And he talks about what Larry Kesselman, the owner of the NBL, has been able to successfully do, says Stephen Conroy, create local superstars picked up in the NBA draft. I think we can learn from what Larry's done at NBL. It was a basket case and he turned it around. The NBL has created a domestic product that knows exactly what it is and its place with international reach. They don't just create local superstars to be picked up in the NBA draft. They don't just operate a league so we can all go to the airport and wave them goodbye. That's part and parcel of a successful league for sure. But the NBL puts entertainment first and foremost, I would argue. Fans are the ones paying for tickets, for memberships and for subscriptions because they love the sport, they play the sport, but they want to be entertained by the sport. So my question for you, football fans, with all of that and my thoughts around it, 
What do you want the A-Leagues to be? What do you want from your professional domestic league in soccer? Football in this country. 0457 736 736. Let me know. You can see what they're trying to do here. They've been in all sorts of drama. They've had to get rid of a whole lot of staff, and it's another start again. I wonder how many resets they can have, but I wonder if they know exactly what you want. And I want to hear what you want this morning. As a non-football fan who's reporting on it and hearing from the experts about it, what I want is clarity. I want to know what you want to be. And then I know what I'm going to pay for and whether or not I'm going to buy a subscription and whether or not I'm going to go digital and have a look. Or am I just going to stand here and go, well, we're really good if we get players get signed up by Manchester United. Does that make us a good league? I don't think so. It makes us successful around the world and it has its benefits. But is it going to put bums on seats? I'm not sure. one 1170 is my open line number. Paramat was straight on. He said, Matt, did you just say the 15-minute code? <laughs> That's pretty close enough to the mark. That's about how long the ball in play count is, isn't it? No, yeah, I know. It, it was a slip of the tongue as I was getting to Joey Manu and I referenced it as the 15-man code on the way back. But you know which way I was going. I was wondering who was going to have the say in Paramat. You were first cab off the rank on that one. So plenty of questions this morning, folks. Let's open it right up here. Send me a text or pick up the phone if that's easier. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is my open line number. SEN 1170 AM right here, your home of sport.